0: This week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. USDA's September supply-demand report came in about where the trade was expecting. U.S. corn production pegged at 15 billion bushels, up from 14.75 billion in August, and slightly more than the average trade guess. USDA raised corn yield to 176.3 bushels per acre and then bumped new crop corn ending stocks to 1.4 billion bushels. USDA raised soybean production to 4.37 billion bushels by bumping yield to 50.6 bushels per acre, bringing new crop ending stocks to 185 million bushels, which is up from 35 million bushels from August, but 5 million less than what the trade was expecting. Total Farm Marketing Senior Market Advisor Naomi Bloob said ending stocks are what matters and according to USDA, ending stocks are getting bigger.
1: So now we have new crop ending stocks for corn pegged at 1.4 billion bushels. A little bit higher than the average guess but within the range of expectations. And looking at soybeans, same kind of thing, USDA did their tweaking and massaging. They actually lowered the planted acres a little bit so that was a little bit surprising. But they did raise yield as expected, coming in at 50.6, ending stocks also higher, primarily because they increased beginning stocks, and then ending stocks coming in at 185, up from 155 last month. So again, the trade is is kind of expected this to happen. It's not totally sure how it wants to trade it.
0: Agrisampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith said USDA pretty much nailed that September supply demand report.
2: got to give the... Uh survey credit here we hit the numbers pretty close uh, corn yield I thought you know I thought the street was maybe being a little bit heavy here raising it up towards the 176 area but the yield came in at 176 spot three for corn which was right on the money that's just kind of uh, where they had guessed it uh, soybean yield actually came out a little bit better at 50.6 they were looking for a pop to 50.3 some of that was offset by uh, smaller acres. And on the other side of the uh, token, we did see soybean acres for next year cut a little bit.
0: The harvested corn acres are still a little bit of a question mark. Smith says those number of corn acres cut for silage was not listed in this report.
2: There's still some mysteries in here about you know corn acres harvested. Last month they were at 84 spot five. This month they came in at 85 spot one. And that number could go back down pretty easily, especially up around you and, uh, you know, areas south of you there. There is plenty of potential for trouble in seeing stuff not getting harvested. I'm also getting reports up in Minnesota that we're losing acres. And if we lose acres, particularly depending on where they are in Minnesota, that can certainly affect overall production.
0: No changes made to spring wheat production in the Friday USDA report. Here's Advanced Trading Commodity Research Analyst Brian Basting.
2: We're still looking at a sizable reduction in ending stocks of hard red spring compared to a year ago. It's about 53% relative to a year ago. And the USDA did make a reduction today in the production estimate for Canada. Uh, production in Canada is, was lowered from 24 million tons in August to 23 million tons here in September. The USDA did reduce Canadian wheat exports from 17.5 million in August to 17 million tons here in September. So. We'll be watching that moving forward closely to see if we get a, a um, uptick, if you will, in U.S. export business.
0: Basting says production changes for spring and winter wheat will be made on that September 30th quarterly stocks report. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Back, and bigger than ever, is the Big Iron Farm Show, presented by the Cass County Farm Bureau. Stop out to the Red River Valley Fairgrounds, September 14th to the 16th, for the 41st Big Iron Farm Show. You'll see the latest in the agriculture industry, hear from industry leaders, and more. With more than 500 exhibitors at Big Iron, there's something for everyone. September 14th to the 16th, it's Big Iron. Get all the details at BigIronFarmShow.com.
1: Tune in to the dry bean scene on the Red River Farm Network every Friday at 1235 on this radio station. Each week we'll get an update on the dry bean crop from agronomists, farmers and processors in the region. That's the latest news in the industry coming right to your radio dial. These updates are made possible by Johnstown Bean Company, SRS Commodities, Sharpen Herbicide from BASF and the North Harvest Bean Growers Association.
3: With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network. According to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, the United States will not see major disruptions to its ability to export grain out of the Gulf Coast. River traffic on the lower Mississippi River was shut down for nearly two weeks due to Hurricane Ida. Export loadings remain light, which will likely influence basis levels on the river system.
2: It just is a a real... Important reminder that what happens down there impacts what happens up here where soybeans and and grain are grown.
3: That's Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhook. Steenhook says a proposed rail merger is the other big story impacting agriculture. The Surface Transportation Board rejected a move by the Canadian National Railway to take over the Kansas City Southern. That reopened the door for Canadian Pacific and its bid for Kansas City Southern.
2: Overall, among grain shippers, I have heard fewer uh, alarm bells sounded or red flags raised by the Canadian Pacific proposal versus the Canadian National proposal, you know, essentially because Canadian National is a much larger company and there's a concern that it could result in less competitive environment for soybean and grain shippers via rail, particularly those shippers who are in states like North Dakota that are on the Canadian Pacific network.
3: Only slight gains were seen in fertilizer prices during the last week of August. That's the findings from the latest DTN survey of ag retailers. Potash had the biggest increase, up 3%, and Hydrus was next with a 2% bump in the average price. CHS is investing more than $60 million in updates for the soybean processing plant at Mankato, Minnesota, to expand oil refining capacity. CHS Vice President of Global Grain and Processing Operations, Tom Maleka says the second phase will expand CHS's existing footprint
2: just got done expanding our Vermont, Minnesota soy crush facility and that soybean oil from that plant all comes to Mankato along with the oil we produce produced at our Mankato facility. And so we're expanding the crush in, Man- in Fairmont and the refinery in Mankato to take care of that extra volume that's coming towards us.
3: Maleka says soybean oil demand has been on a steady upward climb worldwide since the early 90s. The soybean oil market is growing now because of renewable diesel needs. When the upgrades are complete, the annual refined soybean oil production at the facility will increase by more than 35 percent. Construction will begin in the next three to six months. CHS is expecting expansion to be complete toward the end of July 2023. Additional drought relief has been secured for livestock producers. North Dakota Senator John Hoven says this is important help for ranchers.
2: Under ELAP now, the Emergency Livestock Assistance Program, up to 60% of the hauling cost to get feed for their cattle will be covered, and we've got it retroactive back to January 1 of this year for all D3 counties and any D2, drought 2, rated county that's been in there for eight weeks. So really important help for our ranchers. We work with National FSA Director, Zach Ducheneau to get it in place. And, uh, you know, this is part of our effort to help get our ranchers through this tough drought. With
3: this expanded coverage, ranchers will be reimbursed for 60% of the feed transportation costs above what would have been seen in a normal year. Previously, the ELAP program only compensated producers for the cost of hauling water. Applications should be made through a local farm service agency office by the end of January. Nearly 300 farm groups sent a joint letter to congressional leadership ahead of a House Agriculture Committee meeting voicing concerns about the tax policies in the budget reconciliation bill. The letter says changes to stepped-up basis and estate taxes put family-owned farms at risk. In addition to national farm groups, 10 major farm organizations in North Dakota signed off on the letter. Nine farm groups from South Dakota and six from Minnesota were also included. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Farmers Union We all know there are good and bad days on the farm. For every one of those days, North Dakota Farmers Union has been there working to build a stronger, more resilient farm and food system. A system where consumers have an abundant supply of affordable food and farmers and ranchers receive a fair price for their product. To learn more about the work Farmers Union is doing, go to ndfu.org. Roll up your sleeves and join them. North Dakota
2: Farmers Union
0: The Big Iron Farm Show, September 14th, 15th, and 16th. The Red River Farm Network is now located in the East Horse Barn across from the food court. Market Outlook seminars each day at 1.30. Forums also planned on farm policy, weather, and a conversation with USDA. Visit rrfn.com to see the full agenda. The Red River Farm Network Issues Center, sponsored in part by Pioneer, Farmers National Company, and NDFB. We'll see you at Big Iron.
1: With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota farmers and ranchers are in the middle of corn silage harvest. NDSU Extension Beef Specialist Zach Carlson said the crop has been a surprise.
2: On this side of the state anyway, um, where maybe the drought hasn't been as severe as, as the central and north-central parts of the state, I've heard uh, yield reports being... Uh, just slightly less than maybe a typical year.
1: Due to the drought, farmers and ranchers are also considering options, like running sunflowers flowers through the silage chopper. Other unusual crops like kochia are also being considered. Near Emirato, North Dakota, Jared Hagert is harvesting navy and pino beans.
2: Right now, they're a little bit below average. We've got some later planted stuff that's looking uh, quite a bit better, so, um, you know, uh, it's coming off now, and we see lots of lots of combines on the area rolling, and uh, look forward to, to seeing more beans at the plant too. I'd say we've got about another four to five days if the weather cooperates uh, to be able to wrap that up and get get positioned for soybean harvest.
1: New England North Dakota farmer John Wirt has at least a couple more days
2: in the wheat fields. Where the rain went, we had. Pretty good crop, and where it didn't, it's, it's not very good. It was good quality on the early stuff, and then with the the rain that we've had recently, the late stuff is is lost some test weight, quality's gone down, and it was light to begin with because it was our poorest crop
1: in Walsh, Nelson, and Griggs counties of North Dakota. Huso crop consulting owner Mark Huso says farmers are on the tail end of canola harvest.
0: We just have a handful of fields left to go. And it depended on what happened this spring, too, with, with frost damage and flea beetle damage and some replant issues. But strong majority of the Coca-Cola crop is harvested, just a few fields left to go. And, yes, pleasantly surprised with what happened. Uh, you know, we weren't sure how well it would take the heat, but these new newer varieties seem to handle it pretty well. And uh, for the most part, guys' yields were higher than expected. Of course, the price is strong as well, so... A lot of good feelings coming out out of this canola crop.
1: Fresh potato harvest is underway in the northern Red River Valley. Associated Potato Grovers Incorporated CEO Mike Torgerson says farmers started digging near Grafton in St. Thomas, North Dakota.
2: So far the digging has been really well. Uh, That last shot of rain uh, really helped soften up the dirt lumps. Um, The potato quality looks really good. The the yields might be down slightly due to the dry conditions but quality looks very good
1: drier and warmer weather conditions are forecast for the northern plains according to world weather incorporated senior agricultural meteorologist drew Lerner. there won't likely be a chance of significant frost or freezes until after mid-september
2: but i will look for maybe a couple of patches of soft frost that might occur over the weekend Uh, This would be in the traditionally cooler areas like northeastern North Dakota and northwestern parts of Minnesota. I would be shocked if for us to see a freeze or anything quite like that. It would just be some patches of frost that occur in the the middle 30s, so not a big deal there. So after that, we'll probably warm back up for a little bit. And then I think after the 15th of the month, we'll see a, a more meaningful surge come around. I really think it's going to be in the last 10 days of the month, but... Uh, Anytime after the 15th, all bets are going to be off for a while.
3: And
1: that's been a look at weather this week in agriculture. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Megan Overby.
2: Are you thinking of adding a new piece of farm equipment? Country Farm Credit Services can help you. Our equipment loan program offers low interest rates and great terms. Or maybe you prefer the financial flexibility that comes with a lease. No matter what you're looking for, we'll tailor a solution that works for you and your budget.
1: Contact the experts in every field. Visit eggcountry.com
0: to get started. The Red River Farm Network is celebrating 25 years of reporting agriculture's business. Reporting from Long Beach, California for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Randy Conan.
3: Reporting agriculture's business from Washington, D.C., I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network.
2: Reporting from Kabul, Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network.
3: From the Cattle Industry
1: Convention in San Antonio, Texas, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network.
2: When news happens that's important to your farm and your bottom line, the first choice is the Red River Farm Network.